Hello, I am Pia, a married mom of two, want to be Martha Stewart, would rather spend her time planning elaborate dinner parties, when in reality, I'm procrastinating about making my family matching t-shirts with my Cricut maker. <laughs> Hi, I'm Brianne, and I'm an HGTV and Hallmark Channel junkie. I currently live in Houston, Texas with my husband and three young kids. What about being from the Bronx? Oh, you made fun of me last time I said it, so it's nice to be out. Well, now they know. Brianne's from the Bronx. The boogie ass. Hello, moms and dads. Welcome back to another edition of Mommy, Where Is My Shoe? Today, Brianne and I are going to talk with Sarah. She is the mom of two children, and one of them decided that, hey, the gender in which I was born it's not what I identify. So Sarah's oldest child is in the process of transitioning or has transitioned to living life as a girl. It's a wonderful story. You'll enjoy it. So sit back. Might want to clear your mind to be able to hear her story without judgment. Um, okay, so listen and let us know what you think. Good morning, Brianne. Good morning. Okay, so I've been on Facebook again, which mm -hmm. is probably a bad thing. And I had no idea that there's this State Bill 17 that has passed in the, um, the Senate. And basically what it does is it allows certified professionals to de deny services to anyone based on religious principles. Um, I thought it wasn't passed. No, it hasn't passed in the House. Okay. But it's passed in the Senate. So it means that half of our lawmakers think that this is good. And I don't, I, I don't know if you know what this means, but it's basically saying that if you are a teacher okay. and you teach a child that is homosexual, say on the high school level, that you can say that you're not going to teach that child because it, 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 it goes against your religious beliefs. Right. Or if you're a police that's, officer, you can choose not to crazy. arrest someone. That, that reminds me of like um, 1950s with, with Ruby, little girl. Ruby Bridges. Right, and how only one teacher would teach her. Exactly, because I mean, you, the Bible has been used to justify the segregation of races. So there's so many ways that this could be used against society. And that's the Bible, but there's other religions and other doctrines that exactly. are yet to be discovered. And you can technically make up your own religion. Exactly, you that's what I mean. It's yet to be discovered. How, do, how are they going to regulate this? I know, but these are, our, these are our lawmakers. I mean, these are the same lawmakers that, what was it, last year or two years ago with State Bill 4 wanted to, to assign bathroom usage based on the gender you were assigned at birth. So if a person transitioned and they were started out male, they were now female, they would have to use the men's bathroom. Yeah, I, I, I'm not for uh, them having 
bathroom separated by gender anyway. I mean, just basic reasons. I mean, when Michael's with my children and he's a guy and, and he's with our daughters, why do they have to pass men using urinals to use the bathroom? Exactly. Just have gender neutral bathrooms everywhere. Take out the, the urinals and exactly. life will be oh, fine. That's why I love going to Ruggles Green in city center because they just have like this open concept bathroom. The stalls are separate. They have, it's not a stall. It's essentially a water closet where you go into a room, there's a shut door, there's a mirror, so you can fix your business, and then right. you come out and there's communal hand washing because, you know, God forbid, you have to wash hands next to a man. I think it's, I think it's, it's ideal. It's dated. It's dated. It, it is it, dated. Things need to change. But we have a guest today. Yes, who is, could be potentially affected by State Bill 17. Um, we have Sarah with us. Tell us about Sarah because you introduced me to Sarah, so... Um, well, Sarah is a friend of mine, and her child is transgender, right? And how, how old is your child? Um, my child is eight, going on nine, mm -hmm. and um, we are at HISD. I'm not right. going to disclose the school for right. um, personal reasons, mainly because mm -hmm. Um, I'm willing to tell my story, but her story her is story. her story, right? And um, I we try really hard to leave that for her, right? So let yeah. her tell her story. Yeah. So from your point of view as mom, mm -hmm. what 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 is what is your story? How did how, like, how did this start? For you? So I could give a brief just overview of our journey. Um, we. I would say between the ages of three and four, um, there were definitely signs popping up. Um, what are those signs? What were they? I mean, straight out, mommy, when is my penis going to go away? Wow. Okay. So why, it wasn't about saying dolls. It was well, it's, past it's all, that. It was, well, because I, mean, I feel I'm pretty progressive. I've never gender, you know, Oh, you know, you can only play with trucks and, right. you know, like it's whatever made them happy is what we bought our, ki our kids and we still do. Um, but it was definitely, there was definitely a huge interest in what you would call, you know, quote unquote, girl toys, right. girl things. Um, was there any interest in boy things? None. Okay. Zero. And I'm going to have to ask this because... Yeah. People think about Charlize Theron and mm -hmm. how she dressed her boys as girls at a very young age. Mm -hmm. Your child was a little older, so were you dressing your son like a girl? No, or did my, um, my husband's a huge um, comics book fan, mm -hmm. so I mean, every type of Marvel t-shirt we could get on. <laughs> I mean, it, you know, like... He was a stereotypical boy yeah, for the most we, part. That's what, that's what we thought we had, right? Okay. Right. Um, and not only that, my child was a late talker. Okay. So mm. very late. Um, so there wasn't a lot of chances to communicate with us what was really going on, I think, internally for them. Um, but definitely between the ages of three and four, it was like, okay, the interests were getting really focused. Um, and then the questions started popping up. Okay. Like, you know, mommy, why don't you have, you know, what happened to your penis? When did yours go away? Right. I never had one. Why? Well, when does mine go away? And then I started, you know, like, and it was just stuff like that all the time. And then it would be like, I wish I could walk through a magic door and it would just make me a girl. Mm -hmm. You know, this was at 
three and a half years, you know, like it was heartbreaking because it was already signs that they were not happy with who they were at such a young age. And like, who wants, you know, like even as adults, we go through that and it's hard for us. So I couldn't imagine what it's like for a child to feel that way. Um, and of course your natural reaction is to ignore it. Right. Maybe it'll go away. Right. Maybe, you know, so you're just like, Oh, okay. Well, you know, you just, you find that you start finding all these reasons or excuses, but she was persistent and it just didn't stop and it didn't stop. And finally we're like, something is like, this is not something you have to address. This is something that's real and we can't ignore it anymore because we're going to end up doing damage to her. Okay. Um, so, so what do you do next? So the next thing, when we, the, 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 the turning point was when we were in Target and my child wanted a dress for the first time. Like we had had dress up dresses, Disney princess costumes at the house, but never have we gone out and actually purchased girl clothing yet. Right. And how old was the child? Maybe four. Okay. And for privacy, we're just going to say the child yeah. or they, but it's yeah. we're talking about one particular child. Yeah, the same child. Um, it was probably around four. Okay. We were, um, I was in Target and there was a dress that she wanted and I didn't know what to do. I wasn't prepared um, for that. Right. <laughs> um, so looking back, I mean, my heart ached. I still live with like tons of, you know, guilt from that, but I lied to her. And I said, mommy doesn't have the money today. We'll come back for Christmas and get it just mm -hmm. to make her stop, stop wanting it. Did it, um, that didn't, it didn't help. It didn't help. It never stopped. Um, shortly afterwards, I was like, okay, this is, this is, this is what we have. Um, so we did start buying, we finally started buying the clothes and I remember. So you didn't go to a doctor first? No. You just, not like, yet. Okay, I was I, like, it just felt natural. Like, why okay. am I? like why am I fighting this like this is who my child is right and she's this is who they're wanting to be did you do any research online to figure out like is this a, a little bit not much should you was think about transgender before no. to even think I've always I mean you're just following her heart we have um I've been raised around gay and lesbian people they're in my family our closest friends but I personally have never had any relationship with anyone that was transgender before um, but as a mother, you, you love your children unconditionally, right? Well, you and should, you should, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. You should. Um, and it just felt natural. Like this is what my child's really wanting. Mm -hmm. Why am I denying it? Right. Especially something that's not harmful. It's not like they're wanting to play with knives or, you know, like right. it's clothing and toys. Like this makes my child happy. Um, and I'll never forget the day that she finally wore a dress, a dress out in public for the first time. We went um, to a restaurant in the Heights um, and it was a big deal. I mean, it was such a big deal that my in-laws canceled on us because they didn't want to be in public with my child in a dress. Okay. So um, how old is she then? A little, about four and a half. About four and a half. Did mm -hmm. she have long hair at this point? Um, 
It was probably just right above the shoulder. Like people look at her in the dress and think. But here's the thing: is that even when even when we thought she was a boy, people always said her daughter's so pretty. So every, I mean, it was. Yeah. So I remember we sat down at the table, and our waiter, the first thing our waiter said was, "What would your daughter like to drink?" Wow. And she looked at me, and the biggest smile came on her face, and she was like, Mommy, he thinks I'm a girl. <laughs> and she was so, I mean, I just, I remember, to this day, I remember how just something, a, a light within her came out. Wow. And we never turned back. Right. And shortly after is when we found a doctor that specialized in gender issues with the youth, and, um, and kind of confirmed everything we were doing and you, said, you're doing it right. Just keep supporting. Do you have a, would you mind sharing that doctor's name in the event that their mother parents who are listening? Yeah. Um, unfortunately he's, he's not seeing patients because he has gone back to get his um, MD. So okay. he could also do medicine as okay. well. Um, but I would love to give him <laughs> praise. It's um, Dr. Colt Meyer. Okay. Um, and um, if, if there's anyone who's looking for help or support, or any, I have a huge resource. I belong to um, family groups that we all meet up. We all have trans youth. I t attend conferences. So if anyone wants to contact y'all, they could contact, you know, like, yeah, we right. would yeah, gladly there. pass yeah, absolutely. And go add on some notes to this. Yeah. Well. So um, that's kind of how we got to where we were. Um, at that point, we decided, okay, we're fully going to transition. Um, at the time, we were at a private elementary school in Houston, um, and then um, getting ready for kindergarten. And um, the owner straight up said, absolutely not. Was this a religious school? Nope. Okay. We thought we were at a super progressive school, super modern, super diverse. Um, we, like, we walked in that morning like, Oh, this will be a breeze, like no problem. You know, she was she had already been going to school with like girl t-shirts, but we were ready to actually do the dress like full-blown dress, change the pronouns, and we were told absolutely not. Hey, I want to take a couple of steps yeah. back. So when you didn't buy the dress at Target, mm -hmm. you went home and told your husband, right? Mm -hmm. How did, what was this discussion like between you and your husband just before you got the dress to go to the restaurant? Like, what were his thoughts? He, if you ask him, his he's memory like, is always on it. Yeah, he's, he's always, always, always supportive. It's a little blurry for him. He went through a small phase of not denying who she was, but denying his own personal feelings. Right. And if you ask him, he'll always say, that it was hard he was not ready to give up his personal expectations right. of what we thought was our son at the time right instead of you know he you know because when i mean we all as mothers and and i'm hoping most fathers <laughs> as soon as you become pregnant your entire life of with your child flashes Right. I mean, you've planned everything. Yeah, you're like 18 to 20 years. Yeah, it's totally second. natural. Right. And so when your child comes to you and tells you that they're not that person, there's um, a mourning you go through. Right. And we both went through it where 
we would just cry every night. Yeah. You, you have to let go of that child and, and know that that child will, is never, will never be. Right. And so it was a little bit harder for him. And, um, so his emotions were a little bit pushed back, but not because of his love or acceptance of our child, but because he just was not ready to let go. I guess so. Yeah. And so, and it was our first, it's our firstborn, you know, right. so, um, so it was a little, he had a little bit more pushback. Um, is your other son a boy? Our other son is, yeah, a cisgender boy. Okay. So I'm a male at birth and as of now is still male. Um, and so it was, but as soon as we just, as soon as he finally just said, okay, I need to let go. He's her biggest cheerleader, oh. you know, so <laughs> That's never been a problem. And other family members, how after? At first, it was not great. Um, my in-laws were not on board. They um, told me that I did this to my child. Um, if I would have played more ball with my child, this wouldn't have happened. I think we have that much control of our children. Yeah. All of our um, children would be like. That if it wasn't for, you know, my... Um, edgy progressive lifestyle this would have never happened and okay. pretty much blame me i'm gonna have to throw some sarcasm in yeah there just looking at you i don't see edgy i'm not saying yeah. you're not progressive but just like a normal you know stay at home yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, nothing crazy but they just had to project their anger yeah um I'm so edgy with your green t-shirt yeah my green t-shirt and one link pair <laughs> Yeah, I, I used to be way edgier back in the day, okay? <laughs> um, but, so it was hard at first, um, and I was scared to, sh to share what we were doing with our family. So by doing so, we just stayed away. Right. With extended family, oh, I have a huge extended family, aunts, uncles, tons of cousins, and we get together for everything. And for about almost a, a whole holiday season, um, we just said, oh, we can't make it. Right. We can't make it. How did your family respond? You talked about your in-laws. My mom. Okay, great. <laughs> when are we taking our shopping? <laughs> that was yeah. 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 You know, like my mom has always wanted a little bit. They just want yeah. they they shop for a granddaughter. My mom never never skipped a beat. And I thank her for that. My dad was very accepting, but was worried about um the safety. Mm -hmm. You're you know, you're your child's, you know, won't use the name. Your child's going to get beat up. Your child's going to be bullied. Your child is not like. And that's a typical male response. Yeah, my dad's they old. He's old school. He's in his mid seventies. But that's but that's a legitimate. It's worry. It is. No, it, it was our worry too. I mean, we thought about it every night before bed. Like, and as black mothers, we can't worry about it. it. Yeah, just yeah. I mean, I can imagine, right? And so it's just that constant fear of like, how hard of a life is my child going to have now? Right. I mean, it's just, it's a, it's set up now. And most parental worries come from a place of fear. So this oh, is a yeah. completely different type of fear. Correct. Yeah. Um, so my father, that was his, that was his main thing was the fear of the safety, but never once said, I'm not going to use the correct pronoun or, you know, oh, like, wow. so he, he was accepting of my child, but was really worried about us transitioning at a young age. Okay. He wanted us to wait till they were older. Right. And research and statistics show that's not a good idea. Right. So, 
So we did it. We transitioned. So you walked in. Okay, so now fast yeah. forward. Yeah. You walked into this preschool with your yeah. idea that thinking they were going to be on board yeah. and was shocked when they weren't. We had it out. We were not prepared. I mean, I was waiting for my husband to flip the table over. We were both crying. Um, this lady um, also decided to tell us that I, we did this to our child because we sent our child in a t-shirt that had um, gay pride. Like, and it didn't have gay pride. What? It just said love, equality, and peace on it. And she took that as you're pushing your your gay agenda onto your child. And how old is your child at this age? Going into five. Okay. Getting ready for kindergarten. And I was like, first of all, we're not talking about the sexuality of my child. We're talking about... I don't know that yet. Yeah, I just, they're, <laughs> they're four years old. We're talking about this is who their identity is. And, and she just pretty much said it will not happen here. What made you think the school was progressive to begin with? It was just the, 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 the families that were there mm -hmm. felt very progressive. They we had a lot of expat, like people from all over the world that were there. The teachers never had a problem with my child. Um, they supported my child. I mean, every, I felt, I mean, and the thing is that the owner of this school was never really involved in the day to day anything. She just was the, the, the last say so. The principal at the time was super, I mean, we thought this was not going to be a problem. Right. Um, and the day of um, my child's teacher, who had been with them for a while, almost a year at the point, was conveniently left out of the meeting to not be able to support, you know. So they, but they knew what you were going to come in and talk about? Um, sort of, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I told the principal, and the principal's like, well, we have to see that, set up a meeting with the owner. And so, okay. and the teacher, I was told the teacher was going to be there. And then conveniently they're like, oh, she had, she had, she couldn't leave her classroom. Um, so anyways, we were told no, um, by, you know, a flat out bigot that we had no problem. I mean, she told us that we needed to go to therapy, that we were abusing our child. Uh, I mean, she so had, she scary. didn't hold back. She just laid it out. And, um, I just remember being almost like just shocked. And my husband just like, Rawr! you know, Papa Bear coming out. And so we left. Right. You don't have to give you our money anymore. Right, right. What else? We're not asking you to approve. You know, we're, we're done. And so that's when we, we left. Okay. We were ready for full transition and it was not going to happen there. I'm glad that you made that decision for yes. your child. <laughs> yes. Well, we are going to take a break. And when we come back, um, you can tell us more of your story and Brianna and I can ask a few questions. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Okay, Sarah. Um, you were telling us that you met with the principal and the head of the school, the owner. Well, the owner. And you were told that your daughter could not return. So, or what she told her, she, she was told that her daughter couldn't start her son yeah as long as my child would be there they would be the pronouns would be he him his and my child will never be a girl that's so your daughter could not attend your her son could attend yeah. not your daughter yeah okay yep so how did your daughter how did she take this um you know at that age i don't really know how much their understanding of how much hate was behind that um 
but she was enough where she was like, well, I don't want to go there. Like, I want to be a girl. And I, why can't I wear dresses like all the other girls in my class? Okay. Okay. So you told her the truth. You said, yeah, I told her if the you truth. go there, you won't be able to. Yeah. Dress I mean, I've all, we've always been as open and truthful with everything. Um, just to not give her a false reality. Right. But there's a fine line, right? Like, where, right. how much do you share without scaring them to death of what is right. really out there? Exactly. So, and we still, to this day, that's the biggest struggle of mine, is how right. do I prepare her for reality without letting her mentally prepare herself, or to bring that on to herself, right? Right. I get it. So, um, so she was like, well, I don't want to go there. And I was like, well, you don't have to, because we're going we're gonna to go to another school. We're going we're gonna to quit private school, and we're going to go to a school that is... I know we'll be accepting. So she began at the new school as a girl. As a girl. So they know her as nothing else Correct. than as a girl. We started 100% fully transitioning. See, I, I can see the benefit to transitioning yeah. early. Yeah. Because you do I have. change in this Yeah. A lot of, so that's really, com a lot of, um, a lot of families that I've met along the way um, will either change schools or they'll transition during the summer or, you know, um, I, I would imagine it's a little bit harder to transition in the middle of the school year, but a lot of people still do it. And our experiences is that the kids have no problem with it. I remember when we were at the private school, I remember a little boy walked up to me and said, is your child, I'm not going to use the name, a boy or a girl? <laughs> Like, just very innocent. And I said, well, she's a girl. He goes, oh, okay, well, she's going to be my best friend. <laughs> and then Aww. ran off and played. Like, kids have no problem with it. The adults have the problem with it. It's even the same way with the race. I love, I love that, too. I love how they can't even see it. They're like, they can. can you tell me what, what, what is that again? Boy, yeah. girl, what, what are you, yeah. you dangling here? <laughs> yeah, they're just, they just know it's their friend. Right. Um, but it's society and adults that put all this on these children. Um, so the kids were never a problem. Right. You know, and um, so we started the new school, no problem. Using the girls' restrooms, no problem. Using the correct pronouns, no problem. We were on, they call it the, the transgender youth honeymoon. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because everything, you're just, we've transitioned, everything's going easy breezy, right? Um, and this is what grade? Or? This would we would have started kinder. Yes, okay. Kinder. Kinder. Okay. Everything's great. Still really young. Still, you know, this we were new to this, so we're still, you know, every day like uh, like the fear, you know. I just remember sending when we were at the private school, sending her to school on Halloween day and strawberry shortcake. And I cried all day because I was just like, oh my gosh, like what what you know, that fear is overwhelming. Um but there was not as much now that I knew we were fully transitioned and the school was on board with us 100%. Mm -hmm. um, so we went through kindergarten just fine. Right. No problem. Um, moved up to first grade. No problem. And um, we, my husband and I were actually in Austin fighting the bathroom bill at the time, which would have been two years ago. And my mom was picking up my kids and my mom called me. She's like, um, I just want to prepare you that when I picked up, you know, your daughter, my daughter, um, the teacher, um, shared with me that she decided to hold a class meeting 
Your daughter. Yes. She called class meeting and stood up and told everyone that she was transgender. Okay. And I had no, I was not prepared for this. The teacher was not prepared. The teacher knew, but was not prepared for this public (laughs) announcement. I didn't imagine the teacher's face. Yeah. Um, So I was like, okay. So I waited for calls from the principal because of calls from other parents, right? Like I anticipated somebody objecting, um, but never did. The principal says she never heard. No one ever said anything. I wonder if the kids even went home and talked yeah, about it. Yeah, they probably did it. There was probably like three or four that did because the, a whole school year later, those moms finally approached me. I mean, it took a year. I mean, and I, on campus, I probably seem a little standoffish because I don't know who knows. I don't know if I share or not. Do I, you know, there's this constant you don't thought want to be process rejected. you have to go through. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, want, I don't want to be rejected. I don't want my child to be rejected. Because um, do you tell other parents? Like, when, yeah, do you, like, is it necessary to tell other parents? Right, exactly. When is it necessary? Like, there's all these things that go through because their heads. When is, it, when, when is it a secret? Yeah. When is it just, you know, Like, when does my child's it? genitalia matter? It doesn't. Right. You right. know, like, because that's the only thing that's different from my daughter to your daughter, <laughs> you know? Right. Um, so there's all these thought processes. Um, so, anyway, she shared, and... I thought everything was great. Um, come to find out months later, the reason why she shared was because a kid in class was bullying her and calling her a boy. Did, did that so she know? Must, yes. So she must have told another friend who told, like it must have gotten out to a couple of people in class. Um, and that's why she wanted to just stand up and say, this is who I am and make mm-hmm. it public. Oh, that's like that's emotional intelligence. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah. Yeah. She's been like that. I mean, she has been so sure of herself forever, you know? And so that was first grade, and now we're now in third grade. And, um, you know, I, I check in with her every once in a while and ask her, like, you know, have you shared with anyone? And she's like, no. And the rule that we follow is that we let her share with who she's comfortable with. Right. That's her call. If she doesn't want anyone knowing, then she doesn't have to tell anyone. If she feels comfortable telling someone, then so be it. Um, so I have, a, I have a question. Yeah. Sleepovers. Does she go to sleepovers? We've um, never done a sleepover. Because yeah, I would assume that there would be some disclosure. So we, we attempted um, a sleepover with our neighbor, but it didn't really count because they, they know the kid, like it's, yeah. Totally know. But, um, and I'm not saying this is because she's transgender. It may just be because she is a very strong-willed, um, she likes to be the leader of everything, um, personality type. But we have not been, in, we've never been invited to a sleepover. Okay. And in fact, this year we were, I, I personally think, my personal opinion was that we were personally left out of a sleepover. Um, cause we never were invited, even though the kids were best friends, but yeah, we've never been invited to a sleepover. Okay. So I know it's going to happen and I don't feel comfortable with it. And so I've already told her that, you know, like you're, you're welcome to go to a sleepover and I will come pick you up at midnight at two o'clock in the morning. I don't care what the time is, but I just unless I really know the parents, right? Like I have to, they have to be almost like family to me. Right, right. 
Um, right. I don't even know if I could still do it even if I knew the parents. You know, like, so I told her, I said, anyone is welcome at our house. You have all the sleepovers you want. Um, but I, what do you think will happen? Sleepover. Like, what's your fear? Uh, my yeah. fear is not your fear. No, because I, I think about your child, and there's so many things that are running through my head. So, well, yes, you know, what are your fears? So, what are your fears with sleepovers? Um, my fear is her being extremely uncomfortable in a situation where if the girls are changing or mm. anything like that, that's going to make her like <gasps> feel trapped almost you know like well what do I do how do I handle this um but mainly I'm worried about the adults I'm worried about you know what are they saying in front of my child what are they sharing with my child you know like it just takes a few really really negative comments about you know transgender people or whatever to make my child start to really internalize those. I don't know how else to say it. So my, I guess my fear is like, how does that family really have the same values that we do? And what about play dates? Play dates are fine. You don't think that can happen at a play date? Well, I don't drop her off. So if we do play dates, I stay. Okay. Mm -hmm. See, my thoughts with play with overnight is once the parents are asleep. There's curiosity. And what's going on and how are children. I mean, I, this is a completely related but i don't know if you remember seeing the little girl who went to the sleepover and the children burned her hair no yeah yeah i remember, I remember hearing that and so yeah. things such they, as like kids that. they get very brave when they're in a in a, a cl enclosed environment where they, they feel powerful because exactly. they're, there's no parents really around they're there but they're not they're, they're not in the room. And that leader who has a negative up. personality, they tell that's the leader. Yeah. <laughs> so I do worry, I worry about, um, yeah, so somebody just putting her in a situation that she's really uncomfortable with that could have been avoided. Exactly. You know, right. there's other great things in the world. Sleepovers are not the end of the all. Sleepovers. Mm -hmm. You know, could stop talking about it, I would be so Yeah, happy. I'm like, we have a big party at our house and everybody is welcome. The parents are welcome. I just have to really, really know the mom before I would even consider it. But I mean, it does. I mean, it, it kind of. It's not fun because I grew up doing sleepovers. But that's why that's, I won't do them. Yeah. <laughs> well, the thing is, I know times have no, changed. No, me. Yeah, times no. have changed. I'm just, just not on board with that. Right. Well, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. I, I have a question. Mm -hmm. So. You said something of when you were talking mm -hmm. about um, your daughter's style of clothing. Have you encountered people who think that what your child does affects them in some way? Or the fact that your daughter wears dresses, that it's hurting their children or it's setting some type of, of standard or belief that's wrong and their children are being wrongly influenced. Have you encountered luckily, any people like that? Luckily I haven't personally. Okay. Um, but I read about it. Okay. That um, even talking or even mentioning the word transgender is going to turn their kids transgender or allowing, you know, parents who allow their, their kids, you know, their, their boys to paint their fingernails. You're gonna turn them, you know, like my so son painted his yeah, fingernails you know, like over you the hear weekend. All that, all yeah, that crazy cold, cold stuff. And manicure and pedicure. This is serious. Yeah. So you, I, I read about that, and I've read, you know, I read about families that have had to deal with that. 
luckily I have not personally had anyone come at me with that. Are you from Houston? Um, pretty much. Moved here when I was in second grade. From where did you move? Louisiana. So how do you think, what would your story be if we were interviewing you in your town in Louisiana? I would have gotten out of there as fast as I can <laughs> as an adult, so I still wouldn't be there. Um, I can't say that the family that's still there um, are not the most progressive thinking people. Okay. And we've just kind of disconnected. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so um, I have a question too. Mm -hmm. Now, as your child develops, like in puberty mm -hmm. comes into play, what yeah. happens? Facial hair. So that's our next step, right? Like I said earlier, we're kind of this honeymoon state where things just been like, oh, easy breezy. She's transitioned, there's no questions, everything's great. Um, so the next steps will be puberty. Um, they start with blockers which prevents puberty from happening. So in our case, it will prevent um, that, yeah, the Adam apple forming, the widening of the jaw, facial hair. I mean, obviously a lot of kids don't develop facial hair until later, but it starts, right? that's the start. They start to grow hair in their privates. You know, like all those signs of puberty will start. So we will get on blockers. That's the main thing interrupt you because yeah. hair males and females yeah. have hair so the blockers will prevent the hair it that's the no, that's the first sign so you'll okay see, yeah oh, so yeah. so the blockers will prevent the the like enlargement of the genitalia yes okay. yeah it'll prevent all that from happening and it gives them time to kind of just deal with what's happening to themselves so you get on blockers until you get to an age where your peers are actually starting to really develop Okay. And at that point, they will start to introduce actual hormones. And then... And the hormones will... Yeah, the hormones like will allow her... Yeah, breast development, um, white, you know, hip, hip widening of the hips. The one disadvantage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it will... It will she will um, appear to develop as her cisgender female peers. Okay. Yeah. Now, it's scary if she, well, but it's life-saving. Right. No. Why is it life-saving? Um, because <laughs> there's, I mean, the statistics on the suicide rate on transgender youth is astronomical. It's insane. Right. Um, and it's even higher for transgender youth that were not allowed to transition to be yeah. their authentic self. Who did not get support from their family or their school and I will do whatever it takes to not contribute to that percentage rate Good for you and Good. I would rather have to deal with medicine and hormones and all that stuff any day than just not have a child right I'm not gonna do anything to contribute I mean I think the last percentage I was like 50.1 um for um transgender males and which i found i was shocked i would 50.1 50.1 50.1 of wow. transgender males before the age i think of 24 will attempted suicide mm. that's huge that's huge are you are you religious in any way Do i'm you, not okay i'm not um and then for i think um if i, if I pulled up the exact i could tell you all the exact percentages but for um, 
for transgender females, I think the percentage was like 39 or four. I mean, they were still really high compared to normal statistics that cover just youth in general. I think it's like 12 or 14% attempt suicide where theirs are like 40 to 50%. But it's still, that's a marked difference between that's females a, transitioning yeah. and males. It's, it's, yeah, there's, there was a, there was a significant, um, the studies, the statistics just came out this last year, 2018, and I was shocked that there was a, no, because there was a, a, I think it's like, it's like, like a tomboy, it's like, yeah. a, but it, go on, like the whole tomboy thing is much more acceptable then. Yeah, but I think, um, misogyny. it's all so, rooted in that. But yeah, so I was just like, I was just not, we're not willing to contribute to those rates, and so we will do whatever you know, and we, we tell her, cause she'll, she'll share with us like, mommy, I want to, I don't ever want to have a beard like daddy. <laughs> like she worries, right she thinks about that, you know? And I just always tell her, you don't have to worry about it because there's medicine that you're going to take that if you want to, right. That, um, that will make sure you never have a beard. So my next question is, if you said, if she wants to, what about, do they ever change their minds? So I mean, is it do. And the medicine is it, Permanent? So blockers are not permanent. Okay. Um, some hormone, uh, once you start hormone treatment, some of it is irreversible. It just depends on how long and I'm not quite there yet, so I don't know the full details, but I do know that some of it is irreversible. But the blockers are not, I mean, there's tons of people that are not transgender that go on blockers for all sorts of different medical reasons. Right. They've been around for forever. Right. Um, some people do change their minds just as a lot of cisgender people change their mind, right? Sure. You know, and, you know, that was a big thing that we heard from family, like, well, what, if, what if this is a phase? What if they change their mind when they're, well, I'll love them when they change their mind then too. Right. We'll transition to whatever the next thing is, you know, um, just being supportive. So, no. but yeah, it does happen. It's not often, but it does happen. So. Is there anyone, okay, I fully support everything you're doing, but I feel like there's always the bad side to this. So oh, yeah. not you, but like, or is there anyone to protect the child? Like, let's say this is not what the child wanted and a parent is pushing this on to the child. Do they have any child advocates like to get the medicine? Like usually, usually the, are the doctors so there? Have, so to get medicine, you don't, doctors, just, you don't just walk in. How does that work? Yeah. <clears throat> right now, the way the wall is, the way um, WPATH, which is like the recommended treatment, right? Um, you don't, you can't just walk in and be like, I want hormones. Okay. okay. You have to have a doctor sign off. Yeah. You have to have, um, a doctor sign off. You have to have a psychologist sign off. You have to, you have to have multiple people say, mm -hmm. yes, we're, this is the best plan for this person. Okay. Um, now I know for adults, they're trying to change that, but it, an adult should be able to determine what's right. best for themselves. And if they want hormones, they should be allowed hormones. Right. Um, but right now, yeah. I mean, like I said earlier, we stay very, we were very open with her and very honest. And if she gets to the point where she's like, I don't care if I have a beard and I don't care about all this stuff, then okay, we don't have to do, you know, we don't have to do this. But she's already expressing to me she doesn't want that. She doesn't, you know. Because that's just manly. Yeah. She, yeah. That's, that's what, yeah. She's worried about. Be living like a man. So yeah. she has we not. We all are. So no, she be that's that's that that she's all, as we as women. None of us want theirs. No. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so, um, 
but she she thinks that the medicine is going to give her uh, a vagina oh. and it's not so i told her i was like you have to have surgery for that and that's not everybody does it and that's something we'll talk about way later don't have to worry about that right now have she has she asked about having children and how yes and how is, is it my even heart, possible my heart um aches inside because i just because i this, but that's my personal thing right like mm-hmm. i'm putting i'm putting that on her or if i were to express it i would be putting that on her um because i just i've wanted kids since i was i've always just dreamed of being pregnant and having kids so that was a big deal to me um she doesn't she talks she asks about it but she's not quite like she she played with everything girly except baby dolls okay never wanted baby doll and she loves babies she's the she's gonna be the best babysitter when, when she gets a little bit older she loves babies and she but she'll say stuff like i don't think i want kids because mm-hmm. i don't want them getting into my makeup <laughs> stuff like that i'm gonna ask one question well, change right and, and maybe you've never I don't even know. I'm sure you probably considered it, or if, it, if it's even possible during that time when she comes off blockers, could it, or before going on hormones, is it possible to maybe free, free sperm? Yeah. So that's no, that's a that's a that's a lot. People talk about that all the time when we do conference testing. Um, that's totally their their decision. Okay. Um, a lot of people um, from the stories that have been shared with me that a lot of um, transgender females don't, they're very uncomfortable with having to ejaculate into okay. any, so like that's that's a big deal for, the, for them to have to do that. Because it's a man. You're thing. having, you're ha- yeah. Some people don't have the problem, like, but it's, it's totally, it's a personal, it's a personal thing that will be something she will have to really sit down and internalize, but it, people do, Okay. Do that, yeah. That, okay. that is an option. Well, I have one. Brian, do you have another question? No, I, I think I'm done. I have one yeah. entirely fluff question. No, yeah, anything. I'm open. What is her favorite place to shop? I just discovered like this. I didn't know she knew what H and M was, <laughs> but apparently she does. She last H&M. last weekend, um, we were shopping at a um, outdoor shopping center outside of San Antonio, and she was like. <gasps> They have H&M! And I'm like, how do you know what H&M is? <laughs> and um, we went in there, and she she's growing up way too fast. She Aww. thinks she's 16. She's wanting the belly shirt. She's wanting, and I'm like, what about this cute little pink striped dress? And she's like, mm, I want those cut-off shorts and the belly shirt. I'm like, no, 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 no. no, no. I'll give what you got. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so thank you much, for having me. Sarah, for coming yeah. in. I've enjoyed this conversation. Um, I'm glad that you shared. I hope that your story allows other parents to, I guess, to look beyond their preconceived ideas. I'm not, and this story is not to force a belief or a lifestyle on others. It's about meeting our children and finding ways to allow them to live happy, full, accepting lives. Absolutely. Okay. Yes, thank you. You're welcome. Goodbye. The podcast is over, but that does not mean that the conversation has to end. Connect with Brianne and I on Instagram at Mommy, where is my shoe? 
or you may email us at podcast at mommywhereismyshoe.com. We also have a website, so check it out, www.mommywhereismyshoe.com. Before you go, do us a favor. If you like Mommy Wears My Shoe, the podcast, please rate us in your app. And if you don't like it, email us at podcast at mommywhereismyshoe.com and tell us why. Either way, thank you for the feedback. Goodbye.